Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com. Yet, are we? We are live? Oh, hi, Facebook. Awesome. We're live. Cool. Because you need it. All right? The church needs it. So tomorrow, Brian's preaching, but this is my opportunity to get on the podcast and to get you all this word, okay? We're going to be talking about what it means to live in the family as a child of God because we're focusing on the family. The Lord's speaking to us about that. So let's pray for that, okay? Let's go ahead and pray for the word tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you have written Come on, pray for yourself. Thank you, God. You've sent me a love letter called the Bible, and it's for me. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Holy Spirit, come and breathe on this word for me. Give me what I need, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 We also want to welcome in Germany, who's watching tonight, our microsite in Germany. Amazing. A lot of amazing stuff happening in Germany with their kiddos. Their kids are encountering Jesus. It's like a children's revival in Germany. It's awesome. A little mini revival. It's amazing. So, yes. Uh, and also our Facebook people. So, yeah, if you're watching on Facebook, share this, all that stuff. You know, we don't usually come live on Saturday nights, but here we go. The Lord was speaking to me, and I believe you need this. Uh, we need to understand what it means to participate in the family of God as a child of God. Okay, we talk a lot about authority. We talk a lot about, you know, advancing the kingdom. We talk a lot about being kings and priests, but you actually don't start there, even though it's all yours. Okay, you actually start as a child. It's being born again. Say born again. When you're born again, you're born into a new family, a new bloodline, and you're a child of God. You actually are starting over. You're learning the new family you've been born into. Okay, that's what happens. And there's a reason Jesus said you have to enter into the kingdom as a child. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about what it means to participate in the family of God as a child of God. Because though you actually step into a royal priesthood, though you are one with a kingdom authority, though you should see the dead race, you actually are supposed to continually posture yourself as a child. You never grow out of being a child of God. You will never grow out of being a child of God. All right, so there's a difference between being childlike and childish, okay? I'm not talking about not growing out of your childishness. You need to grow out of that, okay? But you should never grow out of being childlike. You're actually supposed to grow into childlikeness, okay? So tonight, that's what we're gonna talk about, and I have a, some really important things to say about that. First point, and this is very teacher mode. Are you ready? You can take notes on this one, all right? Children are teachable. It's funny, the church, they call themselves the children of God, but they have nothing to learn. That's an oxymoron. It doesn't make any sense. You actually should be the person with everything to learn, all right? I say it this way, if you can't learn from your donkeys, you might be a false prophet. Man, that was a good one. <laughs> you know Balaam and his donkey? Yeah. It's not just Shrek. That's from the Bible, you know. <laughs> Talking donkeys are in the Bible. Okay. If you're bored reading your Bible, you might not be childlike enough. Okay. Children are teachable. They have an infectious desire to learn. My children are like this. They want to learn about everything. Little Judah's like, ah, oh, what is that? What is that? And he, when we tell him, you know, we say, that's a window. He goes, a window? What's that? You know, he wants to learn. Well, you know, and I remember this. I remember being a child, and I would be like, Dad, how does the car move? He's like, it has an engine. I'm like, what's an engine? He's like, it's the thing that makes the car move. I'm like, not good enough. 
what is an engine, you know? What does it do? It's like, well, it's, it uses gas and it, you know, combustibility. And I'm like, what is combustibility? And I'm like, five, you know? He's like, you're not. But I have an infectious desire. Children have an infectious desire to learn. So participating in the family of God requires you to have that same mindset. You need to have an infectious desire to learn. You need to be teachable. I've said this many times, but the word disciple is the word learner. So we're actually supposed to go into all the earth and make learners of all people, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The church is very much the opposite of that often. We're the one who knows stuff, and we're instructing the world. And yes, we are proclaiming the goodness of God. We are proclaiming the good news. Yes, I know that. But we need to come with a, a heavy dose of humility, like children saying, hey, I'm just learning this thing. All right. I know Jesus is God, but I don't even really understand that whole statement. I know that a man sits on the throne. Flesh and bone is on the throne in heaven right now. I know that a man rose from the dead and took his body into the other realm with, and has holes in his hands and his feet. There's only one man-made thing in heaven, and it's the holes in Jesus' hands. He took his body with him on the throne. I don't understand that entire statement, but it's true. I'm a learner. Are you with me? Come on. This is what Jesus said, Matthew 18, verse 2 through 4. It says this, Jesus called a little one to his side, a little child, and said to the disciples, learn this well. Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable, and <laughs> dramatically change, let's say that together, dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child you will never be able to enter in. Let me explain that to you. This is not talking about salvation. Okay. Uh, sometimes I say stuff and I feel it go bang right back at me, all right? I felt that in the spirit just now. It's like, what? That's what I was told. Okay, teachable. You're teachable, right? Teachable? Yes? Okay. It's not talking about salvation. Salvation gets you to the door, even through the door. Okay, the way is narrow. Amen. It's Jesus, Jesus alone. Amen. Only one way to the Father, right? He, that's the way that's narrow. When you get in the door, you're saved. You're not in the uh, domain of darkness. You're in the domain of his light. Amen. Amen. But that's not entering in. That's standing inside the door. Entering in is going in and exploring what's on the other side. A lot of Christians get just saved enough to in, just to walk one step into the door. They walk through the door of Jesus and they stop and go, I'm saved. The way is narrow, but once you get in, it's really wide. Okay? The point is, entering in with the posture of a wide-eyed child goes in and say, oh my goodness, what is going on in here? And you start exploring. You know? Come on, most people stop with the evangelism thing. You know what I'm saying? They, okay, you're saved, good. No. That's the first step. The next step is, like, open the gift of your salvation. Find your sanctification. Find the miracle-working powers. Find the same power that raised Christ from the dead living inside of you. Find the multitude of angels. Find the cloud of witnesses. There's so much more. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have been so shallow in our Christianity because we do not have the perspective of a wide-eyed child. A child doesn't just stop at the door of the house, close the door, and stand at the door. But that's what the church has done. Are you following me? They go and they're like, toys! And they start running. They start opening everything. Start making a mess, you know? Come on. That's what he means. 
It says, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about king, heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter in. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. You want to be great? Get childlike. Okay, you want to be great? Be like Abraham Villanueva. That's the prototype in my mind for what it, what it means to be like a child in the kingdom. That man sees the handwriting of God on his breakfast, okay? He sees it. He sees it in the shadows on his wall when he opens his eyes in the morning. There's Jesus. He just does. All the time. I went down to Miami with him. All of a sudden, all of the cars started speaking to me, the word of the Lord. All of the ones driving by, they all started having messages from Jesus that I wouldn't have noticed if I was driving by myself. Abraham was helping me see like a child. You know Sherwin-Williams paint? Yeah. That truck's driving by. I'm with Abraham. I've been in the car with him for about an hour. My eyes start opening up, you know, because his eyes are continually like <gasps> wide-eyed, you know. It's called an impartation. And my eyes start, I start seeing, like, oh, my God. It's everywhere. Jesus is talking to me, you know. And the Sherwin-Williams paint truck drives by. And on the back of the truck, no joke, it has a globe with a red a paint can with red substance coming out, covering the globe. And it says, cover the earth. And it's this red paint. And the paint can doesn't say Sherwin-Williams paint. It says SWP. And I'm like, it's the spirit, the word, and power covering the earth with the blood of Jesus. It's a prophetic declaration. <laughs> An hour earlier, oh, Sherwin-Williams, yeah. <laughs> An hour with Abraham. <laughs> it's the sword of the spirit, the word, and power covering the earth with the blood. Oh. Yeah, that's what it's like. Children are teachable. They have an infectious desire to learn. I want to be the biggest learner in this room tonight. I want to learn more than anyone else here tonight. Because that's what it looks like to enter in as a child. You don't just stop at the door and say, I'm saved. I got my fire insurance. I know Jesus is God. He died and rose again. That's it. I'm good. I'm good. I've learned everything I need to learn. And those things are important. Amen. I'm not lessening the impact of knowing that Jesus is king. I'm saying that you should know he's king and then get to playing in the throne room. You should, because he is king, you should access the kingdom realm. Okay, you should actually enter in to the kingdom. Not just be saved, not just be a son or a daughter of God, but actually get in there, okay? I'm on live stream, so I'll keep it chill, but I've got a lot of crazy experiences that most of the church would call, like, where's that in the Bible? I said, well, the Lord is in the heavens. He does what he pleases. That's where it's in the Bible, all right? That's in the Psalms. God does whatever he wants with his kids, amen? I've had some crazy things happen. Crazy stuff, you know? It was the non-teachable people on the day of Pentecost who said, you know, this is, they're drunk. And it was the teachable ones that said, it's only nine in the morning. What are you talking about? This is not drunkenness as you would suppose. This is the Holy Spirit, you know? You have to have eyes to see, ears to hear. Children are teachable. What does it mean to participate in the family of God as a child of God? Stay teachable. Always learning. If you can't learn from your donkeys, you might have a pride issue. Okay, all of my donkeys speak to me. I wish we weren't live streaming. I've got that Saturday night mood where I don't, we don't live stream. And I, I could get authorized right now. I could go authorized translation. 
King James. I won't. It calls the donkey by its proper name. Balaam's, yeah, anyway. You can go from talking out of your or listening to your, and they're very different. All right. Children are teachable. They have an infectious desire to learn. <laughs> Second point, children are full of wonder. They love mystery. They love the discovery process. The church is so afraid of what we don't know because we've lost the childlike wonder. You should be invited by what you don't know. Listen, I go to certain regions of the world, of the state, even just 40 minutes away, and I preach the same message I preach here, and they give me crazy looks, okay? New groups of people. It's like whiplash. I'll say the same thing here and over there, and they're just like, literally, recently, I was preaching exactly what I would say to y'all, that you guys would be like, amen. People were flinching, physically flinching. They were like, you know? I was saying things like, you're filled with the whole fullness of God, and they're like, physically flinching. Two of them, two people at the same time, like, like in stereo, different stuff. What? You can't say that. I'm a sinner. No, actually you were, and that's the whole purpose of the gospel, to change you. <laughs> anyway, we're like, if I don't understand it, I don't want it. But the Bible says we should lean not on our own understanding. Did you know that the word acknowledge him in all your ways, he'll make your pastor right? You know that word acknowledge is actually fall down on your face? It says lean not on your understanding, but fall on the Lord. Acknowledge him. Just faith, faith fall, trust fall, right? Woo! And he'll make your path straight. Lean all the way forward. Children are full of wonder. Listen to 1 John chapter 3, 1 through 2. This is great. It says, look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. That's a command. Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. He has called us and made us his own, very own beloved children. That should be wonderful to you. That should be full of wonder that he made you his child. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize him. See, they didn't look with wonder, right? It's about recognizing because you see it. Beloved, we are God's children right now. Say right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become, meaning there's more. It's a mystery, but we do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like him, for we will see him as he truly is. It's about sight. It's about seeing. It's about looking at yourself and seeing a child, okay? This will break the pride right off of you. God has called you to consider yourself a child. Listen. I'm getting more and more childlike the longer I walk with Jesus. I'm getting more and more childlike the older I get in God. Are you following me? You should grow into being childlike, never grow out of it. You should grow out of childish ways and into childlike ways. Out of childish ways and into childlike ways. You should look with wonder at the depth of the Father's love. That right now, this side of heaven, right now, say right now. He made you his kid. He made you his kid. I had a strange sensation today. I was taking a nap because my wife loves me and lets me nap on Saturdays. She's amazing. 
And I woke up to the sound of my kids screaming, driving her crazy. And I stayed in bed a little longer after that. <laughs> Sorry, babe. And I had this strange sensation that I wanted to actually see my kids playing before they saw me. I wanted to sneak out and like just watch them. And I wanted to see them, but I didn't want them to see me. And it was, it, it was kind of a strange thing, but I felt like it was the Lord's heart for us. And I feel like he was saying to me, see, Caleb, I love it when you don't even know I'm looking at you. I love to watch you when you don't even know I'm watching. You know, I'm like, help me become more aware of your presence. He's like, I'm good when you're not aware. Like, I'm good. I like it. You're my kid. I like watching you. I like watching you play. I like watching you discover. I like watching you figure it out. Yeah, because I'm his kid. So don't step into condemnation of thinking, well, I didn't spend very much time with God this week. He spent all of his time with you. All of it. Full of wonder, a love of mystery. I love it when I don't understand stuff. I love it because it's an invitation into the depths of his wisdom. You with me? It's not a door in my face. It's an open door. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it says that we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. High and mighty, you know, theologians would argue about what that means. That word surrounded is literally the Greek word for clothed. We're clothed with such a great cloud of witnesses. And then it says, so let us throw off every weight and hindrance. Throw off the garments that don't fit. Because you're clothed with the strength of David. You're clothed with the tenacity of Joshua. Come on. You're clothed with the fierceness of Isaiah. The obedience of Jeremiah. You're clothed with the cloud of witnesses. I don't understand that. But I'm wearing David today. You know. Come on. I don't understand that. That doesn't fit in my brain. Like I said it last week. I think it's really good. I'm going to repeat myself. Because good teachers repeat themselves. God's not supposed to fit in your mind. He's supposed to blow it up. He's not supposed to fit in your brain. He's supposed to blow your mind. He should be breaking your paradigms the more you discover. You know? Just invite him to your box. He likes to break them. He likes to break boxes. That's good. Try to get in this box, Jesus. Bang! He's too big for the box. It's wonderful. He likes it. We got to lean into mystery. We can't be afraid of it. In fact, the scriptures will become much more fun for you if you would look with the wide-eyed posture of a child. If you would take that favorite scripture that you think you know. Ha, 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 you want to look it up, it's PARDES, P-R-D-S. You can Google P-A-R-D-E-S. We teach this at the Jesus Lab. You should sign up for next semester, all right? There's the Peshat, plain and simple. That's where the church usually stays. This is what it says. I believe it, plain and simple. The Ramesh, it's literally, um, I should have had these notes ready. Ramesh, what is it? Oh, there's a hint. Ramesh is hint. That's the Hebrew word for hint. There's a hint to every single word of God. There's hints dragging you deeper. And then there's the darash, which is the process of actually digging it out, digging deeper. And then there's the sod, which is the word for mystery that comes straight from heaven. There's, you cannot get sod from me. I can't give you the mysteries of the kingdom. You can only get them from him. But you're not getting them from him because you're waiting on me. But I can only give you the first three levels. There's a level that you can only get with the Lord. Okay? So, 
and it needs to agree with the other three levels, all right? Yeah, you think there's a little bit more to your favorite verse? Yeah, maybe you're not seeing yet. Yeah, yeah, me too. Come on, learners, childlike, learners full of wonder, amen? The other third thing, children intuitively care for others. They do, until it's taught out of them by the world. They care for others. You've seen like the, the, like the little kid reaching out for the homeless guy, like for a hug, or the stranger, they're like, you know, they just go up and hug anybody, right? Not every kid has that affinity, I know that. Not every kid was in a safe home, but when in a healthy environment, in a safe place, children love to care for others. They do. Even though Judah is usually the reason that Shiloh is crying, Judah was still, <laughs> that's my oldest and my youngest, he was still going, it's okay, baby, it's okay, it's okay, baby, Shiloh, it's okay, baby, Shiloh. And he's like hugging him, I'm like, you, you hit him in the head. You're the one who did it. But he still got that gear. Oh, oh, pain. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. And he means it. It's intuitive. They play with their little monkeys and stuff, and they like, I'll just catch them. They'll just be carrying them around, like holding it, and they're like, mm, they're caring for their little monkey. And even today, Jude goes, it's a baby monkey. Mm. Just like that. It's intuitive. They care. Yeah? They want everyone around them to be well. Think of the implications here. Think of the implications here. If we got more childlike, serving one another would be natural. Laying down our lives for others would be natural. But now we got to try. It's painful. It's a sacrifice because we're up here on our high horses. You know, we're up here. We know it all. No. Listen to this. 1 John 3, 16 through 19, later in that same passage, it says, this is how we have discovered love's reality. Jesus sacrificed his life for us. Because of this great love, we should be willing to lay down our lives for one another. If anyone sees a fellow believer in need and has the means to help him, yet shows no pity and closes his heart against him, how is it even possible that God's love lives in him? Do you hear how it's opposite of your nature to close your heart to a brother? It's opposite of your core person, who he is in you. Beloved children, our love can't be an abstract theory we only talk about but a way of life demonstrated through our loving deeds. We know that the truth lives within us because we demonstrate love in action, which will reassure our hearts in his presence. This is what it means to participate in the family of God as a child of God. Your heart just moves towards people. You just give, all right? My um, spiritual father, Georgie Manoff, he calls himself a kamikaze giver, okay? A kamikaze giver. That if God tells him to give his whole bank account, he does it. He's done it multiple times. Yeah. His, his um, I don't recommend this for uh, nonprofits and things like that. It's different anointings for different people. His last name literally means money. Money just shows up around him. It's crazy. All right. Banoff. It means bank. Anyway. Um, it's Bulgarian. It's a thing. All right. But he literally, their balance sheet goes to zero every month. It comes in and goes out. Comes in and goes out. Comes in and goes out every single month, and they don't take a penny from their nonprofit. It comes in and it goes out, 100%, every month. So if their donors don't give, they, I mean, there's no backup plan. He, that's how much he's sold out to this generosity thing. Because he sees someone in need and he, he responds. I'm not saying that's what you have to do. I'm not saying you gotta empty your bank account. I'm saying that when your heart is pricked, when your heart moves, then you need to move 
your feet towards that thing. If your heart has never moved, you should probably ask why. <laughs> because if God's loving, love is living inside of you, your heart has moved, I promise you. Like, well, I don't, my heart doesn't move for the broken, for the, what, well, it's probably because you have some brokenness. You can have a new heart with old heartache, just so you know. And you need to deal with that mess because you will never enter into the fullness of his kingdom unless you walk in like a child with hands open, ready to give. Judah, I, all I have is examples of my kids this weekend. Sorry, not sorry. All right. Judah is always ready to share. Always. His food. He loves his chicken nuggets with sauce. Now it's mustard and ketchup at the same time. <laughs> Gross. But he's all, if I said to him, I was like, can I have something? He goes, mm-hmm. Every time. Can I have something? Uh-huh. Every time. Never. No. Never. He'll go, this is my chicken. And I'm like, I know. Can I have something? Uh-huh. Every time. Every single time. And then the other day when I was eating something that I didn't want him to eat, I just wanted it all for myself. <laughs> he said, Daddy, can I? I said, no, this is Daddy's food. He goes, but you're supposed to share. <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yes, son, we share. That's what we do. Uh, you know, but he has the perspective of a child that we just share. We do. And you know, I'm not talking about every moment. You know, he's not a perfect angel all the time. He does take toys and he's like, mine. He takes his brother's bottle and he's like, my baba, you know, all the time. But there's still this willingness, this childlikeness that I pray he never loses. Amen. I'm not going to teach it out of him. I'm going to teach it into him. They intuitively care for others. Final point, children are sure of their source. Sure of their source. They know whose they are and what they own. Almost to a fault, you know, mine. <laughs> they know whose they are and what they own. Listen to this, Romans 8, 14 through 17 says, the mature children of God, did you hear that statement? The mature children of God? That shouldn't negate anything I've said so far. Maturity as a child of God is childlike. Are you with me? Getting more mature in the kingdom means more childlike. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has an impulse, little, and you just bang, move, bang, you go quickly. That's why we're changing our Saturday night structure, because the Holy Spirit moved, and we're going quickly. Obey quickly, all right? That's our, kind of our, one of our themes. It says, you did not receive, I love this, you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father, Abba. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, say true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. Come on. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. There's a lot in there. I don't have time to unpack it all. But the point I'm making here is that the spirit of full acceptance says you are God's child. He makes the, the God's fatherhood real to us, and that means that we get to share in all of his treasures. 
We know he's our source. This is why a child of God can be generous without, with abandon, because we know that God's the source of our money. This is why you can be generous with your time, because God's the source of your time. So you can be generous with your love, because God's the source of your love. The world says, love them if they, if they deserve it, because you only have a limited supply. The kingdom says, love them no matter what they do, because you have an unlimited supply. Are you hearing the difference? A child, like, a child is not afraid of running out, okay? In fact, like my kids, they think we always have, I saw one of them in the hallway. I don't want to mess this up for myself later. Okay, I think they're in the office. If they hear me say this word, they're going to scream for it all night long. We don't have it at my house right now. Okay, they think we have an unending supply of popcorn. It's these little puff popcorns are organic. I don't know. My wife buys them from Costco, whatever. They think any time of the day, popcorn, popcorn. And I'm like, we don't have any popcorn. They're like, popcorn, especially Shiloh. He goes, popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. <laughs> Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, popcorn. Just like that. I'm like, no, we don't have any popcorn. He goes, you said the word. You said the word popcorn. He's like, yeah, popcorn. Yeah. I take him to the pantry. I show him, like, there's no popcorn in there. He goes, yeah, popcorn. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, he's not getting it. He thinks there's an unending supply of popcorn because he's entering in like a child. Daddy's got more popcorn. Sure, it's never gonna run out. They're not like, oh my God, how are we gonna have, what's our popcorn budget this month? Should I ration? I'm gonna eat three now and three later and three before I go to bed because, ooh, we might run out. That's not how he thinks. It's just popcorn, yeah, okay, yeah, popcorn, yeah. He actually will go through all the things he wants. Like popcorn, yeah. I'm like, well, no, just baba milk, yeah, baba milk, no. Don't have that. He's like, pretzel, yeah, Cheerios, yeah. And he's like, chair, yeah. I'm like, yes, we have the chair. You can sit in the chair. He goes, yeah, chair. I'm like, yeah. And then he goes, popcorn, yeah. I'm like, no. He's just, that's what it looks like to be a child in the kingdom. Like, yeah, love, yeah, he's got it. Resources, yeah, he's got it. <laughs> you know, your maturity should not turn off your childlikeness. In fact, if you mature out of childlikeness, if you mature out of being childlike, you're not maturing in the kingdom. If you mature out of being childlike, you're not maturing in his kingdom. You're maturing in the kingdom of the earth, okay? Your maturity should never take you out of the posture of being childlike, ever. The mature children of God move with the slightest impulse of the Holy Spirit, just a whisper of the Holy Spirit. Just a whisper, boom, they're moving. All... This is so important. It says, we qualify to share all his treasures, for indeed we are heirs of God himself. Since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. Say that out loud. All that he is and all that he has. You're telling me you're going to run out? (laughs) You're telling me Jesus is going to run out of love, out of power, out of kindness, out of patience, out of strength? Not a chance. Popcorn, yeah, it's in there. I know it's in there. It has to be. You're my dad. You've got all of it. That's what it looks like. Are you with me? Children are teachable. Recap. Teachable, infectious desire to learn. This is so important because we're entering a season as a church. This is why I wanted this live stream. This is why I wanted it on the podcast. 
because we are entering a season as a church that we are going to focus on family, being a family. But we cannot be a family if we mature out of being childlike. I'm telling you, the family of God does not work if you mature beyond childlikeness. I'm using mature loosely. You know what I'm saying, right? We have to start here. We have to start as being born again babies, okay? If you gave your life to Jesus like three weeks ago or two weeks ago on Resurrection Sunday, you're two weeks old in the faith, okay? If you've been following Jesus for three years, you are three years old in the faith, all right? You need to act like it. Act like that three-year-old, please. Quit faking it that you're 30 or 300 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to start over and go, man, I don't know nothing. <laughs> right? Children are teachable. Children are full of wonder. Listen, God is awful. God is not awesome. God is awful. There's not some awe. That's some awe. There's some awe. I'm I'm. In all of you some of the time. No, if you're beholding the Lord, you're full of awe. It's awful. That's why an angel shows up and they have to say, be not afraid. <laughs> That's why God steps down on the mountain and it looks like thunderclouds and all that stuff. And the whole of Israel is like, oh my God, we're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Read about Mount Sinai. He came down the whole entire, the top of the mountain got cut off by thick clouds of darkness and and thunder and lightning. That's what it looks like when God manifests on a mountain. Okay, God is full of all. You need to be filled with wonder, not afraid of him, but fearing the Lord in splendor and awe and wonder and worship going, whoa, whoa, I don't even know who I'm dealing with here. Kind of like the disciples when he calms the winds and the waves. It's like they said, who is this guy? They can't, I came out of the mouth. Who is this man who talks to the wind? Who is this man that tells storms to shut up? They were full of awe. They were afraid, but not terrified, but uh, in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is more childlike than you think. I don't have enough time for all this, but hopefully you get it. In Jesus' name. Children intuitively care for others. You see someone in need, you should just move towards them. It shouldn't be, how can I help this person. I don't have enough. It should be, how can I help this person? I always have enough. How am I called to help this person? Listen, just because you see a guy on the street doesn't mean every time you see someone asking for money, you need to give it. You need to ask the Lord, how do I help? Do I pray? Do I just speak a word of life over them? What do I do? Do I give? Do I ask them if they need a ride? We're all in different seasons, but I'm saying, if we want to be the family of God, we got to approach every situation like a child. Childlike. I used to, I remember asking my dad once driving down the interstate. I just had this awareness about me when, for one moment. It wasn't like my whole childhood. Don't think I'm something, you know, some saintly whatever, um, even though technically, you know, but <laughs> I remember thinking at a very young age, all these cars driving by and being in traffic. And I asked my dad, I said, dad, how do we know that every single one of them knows Jesus? And he goes, uh, we don't. And I, and I went, well, how do we help them all know Jesus? Literally, as a kid, like, love believes all things, you know? That's in your Bible. Love is a little naive. Like, how do I get every... I remember seeing cars, just hundreds of cars. Like, do they know? Do they know? Do they know? How do I get them to know? They drove by so fast, I might never see them again. I remember thinking like that and asking my dad. That's the childlike faith. That's the childlike 
care for others. And children are sure of their source. They know God's got it. There's popcorn in the cupboard for sure. For sure. All you got to do is ask a million times. And then I'll go to the store and get more. You know? Are you with me? Stand with me. We're going to pray. And then, okay, this is my fault, but I don't know who's closing. Oh, okay. Good. Thank you. Gotcha. Should have checked the schedule. Just for a second, I want you just to uh, imagine yourself in an, a completely mature state in God. And I want you to, whatever you see that as, like maybe you see currently um, a suit of armor or like super powerful, really big. And I want you to rewrite that in your brain right now. Fully mature in God, like a little two-year-old going, what's that? What's this? You, uh, popcorn, yeah, popcorn, yeah. There's, you know, I want you to rewrite in your brain what maturity in the kingdom looks like childlike. I want you to see yourself like a child and call that maturity. Come on. I need you to use your sanctified imagination right now. Imagine yourself as a little kid, totally free and trusting your dad, not stressed about finances, not worried about the struggle, struggles of the world. I need you just to imagine yourself one second right now. And then I want you to out loud say, that's me fully mature. Come on. This is a prophetic. This is a prophetic activation. That's me fully mature. That's me fully mature. Holy Spirit, would you make God's fatherhood real to us and whisper into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Whisper to us, Lord, so that we'd be sure of you, that we would be teachable, that we'd have wonder in our hearts again, that we would have care for others. It would be natural and that we would be sure that you are our source, that it will never run out, that you have everything. You own the cattle on a thousand hills. You own the universe. So, Jesus, we say you are our Father, you are Abba Father, you are the Everlasting Father, the Mighty Counselor, Wonderful God. You are, you are our source, you are our Papa, our Daddy God. We thank you, Lord, for raising us up as the family of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Say amen. Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com.